Hi everyone, this is the 11th episode of the Pedal Podcast and this week I had again by popular demand the amazing Barry Coffee back on the podcast who talks about the Six Nations and also um, the, the sponsors who made it possible. We talk a little bit about the gear, what he's using and also how Ireland did on the Six Nations. So please do have a listen Let us know how you liked it. Please do give us or me a follow uh, and a like on different platforms and just enjoy. Hi, everyone. This is a Saturday morning and we are uh, here with the 11th episode of the Pedal Podcast. And by popular demand, I've got Barry Coffey here with me because um, Barry had um, um, an unbelievable experience uh, just uh, a few days ago. And and I really, really wanted to talk to him about it. So uh, welcome, Barry, again. Thank you for accepting my invite. And uh, yeah, um, great to see you. Well, thanks, Dennis. It's really nice to be back uh, on the Paddle podcast. Uh, <laughs> usually I only go back somewhere a second time to apologize for the first time. So this is really, uh, this really is an honor. Uh, yeah, you it's... really don't have to apologize, Barry. You're, what I was saying to you off air as well, that your uh, pod is still the most listened to and uh, there's no um, there's no surprise there because uh, you you have this personality which just uh, drags you in and, and, and it's just great to have you again. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, what I wanted to first of all ask, because obviously this is this is the first time I'm having someone back on the pod, is... Um, you told me a story and I just want to hear about it uh, because you had some pedal already and not playing, but a pedal story in this morning. Please tell me, tell us about that. That was quite a bizarre experience because uh, as we all know, a couple of years ago, if you said you played paddle, somebody, they looked at you and said, Ooh, like what's, what's, what's paddle. And uh, as you know, I live in a small town in, in Southern France. And earlier this morning, I went down to uh, the market to get some fruit and uh, you know it's an open market in the center of the town really bustling and i was just walking in and suddenly i hear this market trader shout out in french of course you know hey it's it's bullies alley galan and i really i actually stopped to see who he was talking about and he was pointing at me i thought goodness me this is this is the power of paddle this is an amazing it, it doesn't seem to happen with any other sport i mean it's not like i'm famous or a top player but it's it's paddle it's just great i mean we we spoke about it as well that now um i'm always saying that you know bristol 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 but yeah that's in the uk it, it really started to pick up i had uh, roscoe miller who's weird pedal last week on the pod everyone knows everyone um, this is still a really small community, but it's definitely making waves, and and it's and it's great that people recognize it as well. And if someone is a sports lover, um, I had this argument. It's it's not really an argument, but I I, I spoke to Andy Catchpole, who's um, who's the uh, country manager for Tennis Point or Pedal Point in the UK, and and he was saying that one of his uh, tennis um, like club mates was saying that it's it's quite it's quite hard to watch it on tv and i'm absolutely the polar opposite i i absolutely love to watch it yeah obviously it would be a lot nicer to watch it live all these uh gladiators go head to head but i think this is a really easy sport to to watch 
And I'm hoping that sooner or later it will be primetime TV. Not like, you know, we are still a million miles away from the Garros, for example, or, or anything like that. But this week, um, the WPT is in Marbella. Lovely setting, great weather, uh, really nice crowd. Surprising results. I don't know if you've been following, but um, Galan and Sons, um, the new pairing, was just uh, which just uh, started off, and they they had a brilliant first match. They just won six two six two. Just lost to Chingoto and uh, Paquito Navarro six two six one, which which just really surprised me. And and to be fair, that's that's what I thought that um, that I'm like you know that they will be really great together. And and look, Paquito and and Chingoto are really good players. But they're sort of like quarterfinals, maybe semifinals bound, and and not really more than that. And and I was and I was surprised that Galan, who's who's just a brilliant left side player, um, I'm I'm just showing off now, Barry, that I I, I know a lot about pedal. That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. So, so uh, just You're just to close it off uh, to your story. It's unbelievable to see that it's gaining ground, even with people. I mean, look. As you live in a small town, obviously people talk about new stuff and 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 sports clubs and and not just football, but maybe tennis. At the moment, the Garros is on. Um, you know, it, it is it is a great Garros as well. There's there's amazing tennis matches on, and um, and everyone is talking about if Djokovic will get his twenty third Grand Slam, which is just mind boggling, by the way. But it's it's just amazing to see that that's happening and 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 you're being recognized for all the effort you're putting in. And even in a small small town, you're like, you know, obviously, I, I know that if I say that you're a celebrity, you will just like, you know, tell me off. but but you, you are, <laughs> but Absolutely. you are recognized. And the other thing is pedal is recognized. Okay, yeah. let's go to the main topic. It's really paddle, it's not me. talk. <laughs> in length about the six nations which we which we mentioned and now it happened um emma uh, and the bandeja already covered it as they as they cover everything what's noteworthy and and just tell me how it was how was your experience how did you do how did you personally play and yeah just just okay. uh, the stage is yours okay i'd be happy um i as you know i founded the six nations in uh, 2018 uh, with a lot of help from uh, Paddletech, who are the, the UK uh, premier suppliers of paddle courts, and also for for Ireland. And uh, we've, this is the fifth year and of the tournament. And this year we were in uh, Switzerland, in the town of Baden. And the venue uh, was this really wonderful place called Paddle Bareg, beautiful sports facility. Uh, which has three squash courts, five badminton courts, three indoor tennis courts, and most recently, four beautiful panoramic uh, paddle courts. Very good ceiling height, no complaints about anything. Uh, beautiful, I think they call it a lounge vibe going on. Uh, that's me trying to be young and trendy. Um, because all around the courts, instead of just wooden benches, there's nice sofas and places to sit, and the teams could could gather and, and set up little camps uh, to be together. Um, but the place was intimate enough that there was still banter among all the, the teams while they were sitting together. So that was that was really, really good. The We had uh, six teams, obviously. So at our own, we had uh, Ireland and England and Scotland, Estonia, Germany, and of course, uh, the host nation, 
nation, uh, Switzerland. And one of the great things about Paddle Barrack is that the hotel complex is attached to the paddle complex. So as a tournament organizer, I was spared the headache of transportation. Um, it's always difficult rounding up people in the hotels, uh, you know, having slow breakfast saying, look, you need to get you into a taxi. You're, you're on court in such and such a time. And people are saying, oh yeah, you know, relax. It's a weekend, we're having a paddle tournament. And, and of course they're right. But as an organizer, it's different. You, you, you're in hyper mode and everything has to be right. So this time the dining room for breakfast was 20 meters away from the paddle courts. So we could get people moving and onto the courts and that made a huge, huge difference. And I think all of the players really appreciated that. And we had the restaurant. So one of the things that had happened in the past, people arrive on Friday night and they're sort of wandering around trying to get practice courts. So I'm learning from experience. So this year um, I arranged block booked practice courts for, for everybody. Um, so they had their allocated practice time. Uh, some countries didn't read the mail, didn't take it up and then arrived saying, oh, where's our practice court? And I had to say, well, where are you on the booking sheet? Oh, there's a booking sheet. Yes. Did you read the mail? Oh, uh, oh, I did see Hot it. Mail. But, yeah, <laughs> I did see it, but I didn't really read it. Okay, well, that was your booking. Um, but I also organized a welcome dinner. So on the Friday night after practice, there was a dinner in the restaurant, in the hotel, beside the paddle place. It was just perfect. And I have to give great, great credit to uh, uh, my Swiss counterpart, uh, Dale Boff. Uh, last year, in when we were in Finland, uh, Dale approached me and said, can we, uh, can we host uh, the Six Nations next year? And uh, it's usually in, in the middle of the Six Nations, somebody comes up to me and I'm pulling my hair out and thinking, don't talk to me about next year. There's never going to be a next year. I'm never doing this again. Um, but it appears that I keep doing it. So. Um, but but you, you're saying this, but this year, have you felt the same way or because of, of it was a lot easier in many ways to to actually arrange it? Was it was it a lot sort of calmer, cooler experience than the, the previous years or was it the same and you're like, I'm never going to do this again? Or obviously when you finish it, you're like, okay, where will next year be? Yeah, it, 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 it's true. I mean, in, in the middle of the tournament, when you're trying to play and people are coming up to you saying, you know, uh, can I get some new balls or what court am I on? Um, yeah, I understand the, the, the stress levels go. And I think, why, why did I, I get myself into this? You know, as they, as they say, you know, when you're up to your neck in alligators, you forget that you went in to drain the swamp. And that's, that's what, what happens. But when Dale came to me, he said, look, we'd like to host next year. And I said, okay, but you know, there's one condition and it's got to be better than before. And he said, well, I wouldn't offer to host it because I've been at three and I've seen how it works and uh, I'll make next year, 2023, the best one ever. And, and he did. Um, so it was really wonderful for me to have somebody so, uh, so together on the ground, answering my mails and and coming up with the, with the goods because sometimes mails get answered going, yeah, of course I'll do that. But Dale would come back and say, yes, I'll do that. And then 24 hours later, I have done it. So it, there was there was no surprises, uh, which was great. And he, he was really good. 
So we started off, um, you know, a little speech of welcome in the morning and then straight into the games. Um, so, so many tight games this year, more so, more so than any previous years. There were, there were no you know, love and love games. Uh, the majority of games were very tight. Um, we had quite a few uh, champions tie breaks. Um, several of them, you know, not content to finish at 10 points, but we're going on to 15, 13. Uh, it was, it was quite incredible to, to watch. Um, a real headache for court scheduling, of course, because you're looking at the clock thinking, mm -mm, where are we going to get this, 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 this match shouldn't be lasting, uh, you know, almost two hours because as a tournament uh, scheduler, you're planning and you, you run an average of an hour, hour and a quarter for a, a two set match with golden point and a champion's tiebreak. You really should be in with an hour, uh, but Quite a few of them went an hour and forty-five, and uh, that made the scheduling a bit difficult. But but we we got there because we only had four courts. Uh, in previous years, we've had a venue with more courts. So we played in 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 Paddle House in Espoo, Finland last year. There were thirty courts. So although very busy, if we needed another court from the allocation we had, it was possible. Paddle Barag have four courts and. We work with what we have. So it, it was very, very good. As I say, the matches were, were very tight. One of the most exciting things about it was the this friendly spirit. I, I had several people come back to me saying, I don't think I've ever played a tournament where I didn't not even hear a fight, but not even a discussion about the score or if a ball was in or out or uh, it, it, it went so smoothly. The senior players... We're a very, very competitive bunch. But, you know, most of us, we've had our careers in sport. And, and this is this is just a blessing. We, we feel so, so lucky to be having a second time around. Although, as I say, very, very competitive. We've learned with life that it's, you know, it's not the end of the world. I, I just wanted to put it here that that's what I love in pedal. Uh, I'm overly competitive yes if you ask my wife she's always um joking about it i mean obviously i've got my fair share of of uh victories and and uh so and, you you can you compete as to you want to do all the housework is that what you mean yeah absolutely yeah, okay, I, always, yeah. I always want to do the washing up and and the cooking and she's never letting me do it and i'm just like fuming because of that but all jokes aside basically i've i've um I, I might have mentioned it, but obviously I, I'm, I, I had my fair share of of, uh, of cups and 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 titles in in tennis, and um, sure. and it, so I'm I'm crazily competitive, and I mean I'm learning. Obviously, as I'm getting older, I'm I'm trying to be not as not as uh, freaky about it as I was. But what I wanted to say is that I love that in pedal. Yeah, it's a double sport, which is always helping a lot because it's not just you. You you're not just gonna toss your racket away um, because you've got a partner next to you who's who's also fighting. And and what I love even in the pro game as well that you see that they mutually respect each other, really like each other, and give. And even you know sometimes the the sidewall is really hard to see if it touched the sidewall when when you're trying to just just put it down the line. Uh, from the left or the right and and you just call it you just call the double bounce you just call the the out in the in the back 
and and that's what I love in paddle that that it's 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 a lot friendlier in tennis. You see that all the time, dodgy line calls, and and you know if if you're not playing on clay, it's even tougher because you can literally say anything. And it's like even if you feel that it was ten centimeters in, you're not you you cannot do anything right. And in paddle, it is the spirit, and I think it's it's just because it's. I, I really do think that it's a really competitive, uh, unbelievably great sport in terms of like uh, like the fighting spirit and 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 how intense it is and and you know you just want to hit the ball out all the time and yada yada yada, but but I love it that that it's it's first of all it's a game second of all it's a sport and I don't mean it in a condescending way I just mean it that that it's actually a game you play rather than a sport which is through the first blood. So I absolutely love it. And, and what you're saying is 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 so nice that like, yes, you you put a lot of effort into it. I mean, it, it sounds great that um, even with the four courts, it must have had an atmosphere of, of an like for me, the 30 courts takes a lot away from it because I think if it's just four courts, but it's it's a lovely uh, sort of niche atmosphere, it definitely gives a lot more to it. Yeah there might be a few heartaches or a few, few headaches because of that, that, yeah, okay. You should have finished like 15, 20 minutes ago. And, and the guys, they, they cannot even warm up because they have to straight go in. But I do see this as a blessing in disguise because basically Absolutely. you just have a, it's just you guys mm. and you can have the banter, you can have the whole thing. So I, I personally think that it's it's even better that this is how it played out. But I do see the um, the organizer's point of view, and you're like, oh, okay, sure, yeah, yeah. And uh, as an organizer and a player, um, yeah, I, I I see both sides. So having been an organizer now, I'm I'm much more tolerant of uh, of other or organizers tournaments because I when I play other tournaments, I realize this isn't this isn't easy. So if I go up to a a, a table, a referee's table, and say like you know, could you please tell me when I might be on next? Please look, I know it's no hassle. I just, I just want to have an idea. Whereas maybe when I was a young teenager or twenties playing badminton, it would be, when am I on? Because, you know, I'm here and I want to play, but now I realize more and more how much, uh, how much work goes into. So, you know, to everybody who organizes a tournament, well done. You you asked me to ask a question, and that will be the next question. But before that, how did you feel as a player in the tournament? Because I know it must be awfully hard to to organize and play as well. Could you actually focus on your matches, or one of your eyes was always sideways, and you were like looking yeah. outside? I have to say, over the five years that I've played in the in the Six Nations and organized it, I generally coming come away from it saying I didn't play well. Uh, I didn't play well. And, you know, as people will say to me, well, you've got so much, you've got so much going on. Um, uh, I can't say this year I was, I wasn't happy with my results, but I was my personal results, but I was happy with my performance. And, you know, as, as we get more mature in, in life and looking at these things say, well, did I play to the best of my ability? Yeah, pretty close. Um, but maybe the other guy or guys teams you know were just that little bit better I, I i played against germany and you know last year we beat germany ireland we beat germany 3-0 um with some very tight matches and this year 
we lost to Germany 3-0 with even tighter matches. So literally, it was a point here and there. The result looks like a six-love, six-love, you know, Germany trounced Ireland. Um, my own match, we lost 10-8 uh, in a Champions tiebreak. Uh, and one of the other matches was a Champions tiebreak as well. And I think the third match was something like 6-4, 6-4. So you are talking a handful of points, what makes what looks like a whitewash. Uh, for this for the, the this tournament, I normally play right side, but uh, because of our team makeup and the personnel that we had, I played left. Um, now I have over the years played a lot on the left, but in recent years I've I've switched to the right, and those of people who know paddle know that it's a it's a different game, left or right. Um, but I did some I did quite a bit of training and practice in advance because I knew this was going to happen. Um, so yeah, I, it was okay. I was very pleased in the end to get a, the win uh, against our match against Scotland. And a uh, big shout out to uh, our teammate, Kevin O'Brien, because he stood in at the last minute for uh, the injured Scott Barron. Now, Scott was to be the new, the new big thing on our team, former professional tennis player, played at the Atlanta Olympics. Uh, I think he was 260 in the world. So, you know, that gives an idea that the guy knows how to play. And uh, a couple of days before the tournament and training, he tore a calf muscle, which has got to be the, the most popular, so to speak, uh, injury for mature paddle players. Calves, they just, yeah, go out. As I say, our calves go out more than we do at this stage. But uh, it made a difference to the team because people... Scott would have been playing at number one uh, with another partner. So the team was reshuffled. Everybody had to move up a space. Kevin came in at the last minute, uh, left-hander, and uh, and he won two of his three matches. So, I mean, it was an unbelievable performance uh, for him. Really, really good. And his first time playing uh, for Ireland uh, at Paddle. So he had the uh, honour or displeasure or whatever to play with me on the left um, and him being a left-hander. But it worked out really well, and uh, and we did okay. Um, we we had a, overall the team performed well, but we came out on on the wrong side of quite a few tie breaks. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. So, who was the player of the tournament then? <laughs> the player of the tournament for absolute effort and 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 performance, it's got to be uh, Simon England, who surprisingly enough plays for England. Um, <laughs> Simon lives in Bournemouth and uh, he left he left home uh, on the Friday uh, on the Friday morning and the tournament didn't start till Saturday uh, in in plenty of time uh, to catch catch his flight uh, it's I think an hour and a half's drive and he left uh, two and a half hours before um, but there was a crash on the motorway and his junction I think it's well, I'm not sure the the, mo the numbers of the motorways in England. I, th I think he I think he said uh, from the M27 to the M3, uh, it just took forever. And knowing the the local back roads, he took off across the back roads. But he said the the problem was uh, about another thousand cars had the same idea. So uh, his journey instead of taking an hour and a half took three and a half hours, um, and then. At, at 10 past one, uh, he was rushing through security to catch uh, a 13.45 flight, which two teammates were already 
at the boarding. Um, boarding hadn't started, but security at Heathrow said he couldn't go through. And they said, no, you can't go through. And he said, look, you haven't even started boarding the flight. And he only had hand baggage, so no problem. So he, he was sent back to the Swiss Air desk, whom he said were, well, I won't say online what he said, but he, they didn't cover themselves in glory because apparently the security guy said, if your Swiss Air handler will bring you through, you can go through. But that, that didn't happen. Um, and of course, he then, he missed the flight, uh, which apparently sat on the tarmac for another hour and he was looking at it. Um, he tried to book another flight, but of course, that was the day that British Airways, uh, all, the, all their tech went down and they had so many flights cancelled, so he couldn't do anything. He stayed at the airport and it wasn't until 11 o'clock that night that they said they would give him a flight, but it would be six in the morning. So he was afraid really to go to a, a hotel in case anything was wrong. So he slept on the sofa in a, in a, in a coffee place. <laughs> and, uh, and the next morning uh, he got a 6.30 flight with Lufthansa to Frankfurt and then another flight, flight uh, to Basel and then an hour's train journey uh, to Baden. And he, he arrived, uh, unfortunately, we knew this was going to be, he arrived too late for the first match. So England had to uh, forfeit one of their ties against Estonia um, because in their wisdom, they only brought six players. So they didn't have a reserve, which I remember saying to them at the start, it's not a good idea. Something could go wrong. Somebody could get injured. And they said, no, no, we'll be okay. So nobody got injured, but they weren't okay. Um, they did lose the other two matches against Estonia anyway. So the tie was, wasn't all Simon's fault. Um, but he got there in time uh, to play the second match. I think he had 10 minutes to spare before his match. And, uh, and he went on court really quite, quite groggy and exhausted. Uh, but he won. Uh, he won his match. And uh, so player of the tournament, Simon England. No doubt. Oh, bless him. I mean, I, I don't know if I would be um, up for this journey. And, and and to be fair, I never really understood these things. And uh, in terms of like the airport security, you no, know, I, I get it that, you know, you have to be really careful after 9-11. Yada, yada, yada. I, I, I get it. But come on, like, you know, you can see that um, obviously the gentleman is 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 quite a, a well-situated, uh, you know, nice English. Well, he, he, so. he, just, he just had to go through the security. They wouldn't, they wouldn't even let him into the security area. They said, no, you don't have enough time to clear. Um, so that, 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 you know, really, really wasn't, wasn't good. But it shows what paddle does to people. And also it's a team sport. And he knew he couldn't let his team down because if he didn't make it then they would have had to give up uh one tie in every single match yeah. and and that wouldn't do now he did say to me oh well of course if i was if i was going to play singles i just would have got back in the car and said I've, i'll scratch i've missed that but but this is paddle and and it's a team sport uh not only with a partner but with his teammates so uh, yeah, hats off to him, and it's it shows the kind of spirit that's going on in in seniors paddle.
Yeah, absolutely. And and fun fact is that we are actually traveling to our friends to Bournemouth today. So uh, I might oh, there you are. <laughs> I, I might see uh, Simon on you the. Might, you <laughs> might see Simon. If you're in a traffic jam, don't approach him. He might he might still be uh, he might still be a little bit uh, irate to say to say the word. I think I think actually Bournemouth has uh, built two courts. If I'm not mistaken, they have a great great uh, tennis club, um, like on the border of Pool, I believe, somewhere around there, um, or maybe it's just Bournemouth uh, with a lot of clay courts. There's there's quite a few tournaments there, and and there's the premium premier club of uh, of Bournemouth, and I've heard that they might have uh, built two courts, uh, paddle courts, or they're building two courts or something like that. So it's definitely uh, kicking off there as well. And mm. also another uh, thing which I wanted to mention to you, but while we are on air, I'm, I'm just going to mention it here, that we spoke about, because um, I'm playing in, in the um, tennis club Redland Green in Bristol, and we just opened two courts not long ago, like two months ago. Okay. Uh, and I met Ian Colligan with uh, iPaddle just Oh, I know I know Ian. Yeah, he's he's doing great. He's doing great work. Yeah. Oh yeah, doing... unbelievable work and 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 he's he's such a nice fella as well. Um he and and Emma came up um, when when there was the rocket pedal opening and they they've uh, visited all the courts and I and I said to them that I'll, I'll escort them to uh, to Redland Green so I treated them to some lattes and and croissants because I knew that they had like a three and a half hour drive from from Bristol. Um, so long story short, we um, we've got a really great um, head coach in in Redland Green. Shout out to Dom Stones. Uh, lovely chap, really good friend of mine and my wife's um, tennis coach. So I cannot really say anything bad about him, but great pedal player as well. So he was uh, he was IT of level in uh, in tennis and um, so really good tennis player. And he just un understands pedal. He's just so, so quick with everything. OK, so long story short, second part is that we uh, so I reached out to Ian that we want to feature in the iPaddle League. Because, OK. Uh, Redland Green has a few players who would be quite keen to play. And I think it's uh, because of its um, unique perspective. Um, and obviously, we've been playing men's tennis forever, uh, but we want to try ourselves in something else. So that's uh, that's happening. And that's that's so good as well that there's there's already a national um, club league in a way with iPaddle that I'm, I'm really happy that this is something which which we're going to approach soon so one more thing which you wanted to say barry is is that you wanted to give a few special shout outs to the sponsors who made the six nations uh um as as smooth as possible so i'll, I'll just give you i'll just give you that one uh to to just talk about and and just please let me know who who were who were the main sponsors oh well thank you very much because uh sponsors are hard to come by and it's nice to give them a, a shout out well of course i'd like to thank uh, paddle tech uh who are the the premier suppliers of uh, paddle courts in Ireland and the UK. Um, this year, they supplied uh, a welcome shirt. So everybody who played in the tournament got a very nice Adidas shirt printed with Paddletech logo. And it said Six Nations Masters Paddle Baden 2023. So at the end of the tournament, we took a photograph with everybody on court wearing it. Really, really great. Um, I'd also like to thank VitHit Energy Drinks, who uh, sponsored the Irish team's uh, paddle outfits and also Ascentus, who supplied the tracksuits. And of course, all of the uh, clothing came through my own 
ambassadorship with Adidas Paddle. So thank you very much to all of those. We really couldn't do it without you. We we spoke about like a couple of days ago, I, I messaged you that the new Galan racket looks, the new metal bone looks just absolutely stunning. When are you expecting that from Adidas? Well, I I don't use it um, <laughs> because the, the metal bone Galan is a head heavy, quite hard racket. And that's, you know, really suited to, to his game. Um, and it wouldn't, I don't think would suit, would suit me. Um, I use the Adipower Control uh, 3.2. Uh, I've been using the Adipower Control since 2018. So since the 1.8, which almost now feature was vintage, but I obviously uh, I'm, I'm very fortunate with my agreement with as an ambassador for Adidas Paddle um, is that they supply me with the new models each year and, and always promise to replace any broken ones. Which you've never broken any. I've still never broken any, uh, which is <laughs> quite amazing, really. Um, I mean, I know people could say, well, you don't hit the ball hard enough. Uh, too, too, but I it's don't not. Think it has anything to do with it. It hasn't anything to do so, about that. Yeah, it hasn't. Uh, so, I think it's more about just um, um, an accidental sort of when you hit with your with your partner or, you know, exactly. you hit the back wall or something like that. I, I really cannot see. Exactly. Yeah. I've, I've seen people go out with brand new with brand new rackets or bats of a very high quality of, of all sorts of different brands. And they last five minutes because they crack it off the side post or the net post, or they clash it with their partner's racket. And it's, it's just, it's unlucky. So it, it is unlucky, but yeah, I, I wouldn't mind getting it into my hand. Um, I was in Barcelona a while ago and I, I tested the new Adi power control multi-weight which is the sort of control version, shall we seek, of, of the metal bone concept, which has additional, you can uh, change the balance by adding or, or removing weights. Um, and that's a really great concept. Uh, and that was a fantastic, great, great bat. In fact, I was very close to saying, yeah, I'll use this one for this year. But when you've used something for so long and it suits your game, there's, there's really no reason to change. And as far as I'm aware, the Adi Power Control, the 3.2, is still the biggest selling uh, racket in the in the Premier range that that of all for paddle Adidas paddle have. So the when we finally get to uh, uh, to meet up in person, uh, Dennis, and we can play a game of paddle, I'll I'll let you use one of my one of my rackets and. Uh, you can you can feel the joy for yourself. Uh, Look, that's all that's all good and banter. Obviously, of course you know, it is. Of course it it's, is. Uh, all, all these all these brands like uh, what we mentioned, uh, literally Adidas with Galan or Alex Ruiz, um, Babolat with with LeBron, uh, and Martita Ortega as well with in yeah, the ladies. Yeah, game. exactly, exactly, and 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 um and Varlium with with Yanguas and and you know with with John Sons who's now partnering uh, Galan so you know all these rackets are absolutely amazing and you know when you when you look at it and I actually wanted to ask about Madame Knox as well so we'll get to that one because I wanted to ask on how how your uh, your preparations were for the Six Nations but before we get to that I just wanted to finish that all these brands look there's there's <clears throat> unless unless like in in tennis 
there's like 10 to 15 really high quality pedal brands, which, which are making exceptional rackets, bats, and they're all good for their, their separate reasons or all for the same reasons, but they, they do feel different. So what, what I uh, spoke about with my, with my really good friend, who's um, who has a, a live ATP point. So he's still a pretty decent tennis player. Um, he's playing quite a bit of pedal and, and he was saying that, you know, with paddle bats, it's the same thing as in as in tennis rackets. You really need to give it a good trial. So you cannot just like take it off shelf and just go on the court. Yes, it will play to a certain level, to a certain degree. It will play to 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 your liking, but over a certain level, it is just yeah. I mean, you like for example, it, it's it's quite an interesting one with with my experience with the Varlian. Is that first of all, I, I picked it up and it felt good. But something was missing. My touch wasn't there. Um, and, and I felt like, yeah, the smashes are really good because I, I can actually hit it out of the court and everything. So it was it was working quite well. But I was like, mm, I don't know. I mean, I'll just go back to my bevelet. And now I'm at the stage where I actually I pick up and it's the extension of your arm, right? So basically, when you pick it up, you play with it and you're like, oh, yeah, this this feels better. This This is now the one. So yes, I, I can 100% see what you're saying. And and yeah, I, I would love to. And also we really have to arrange that. And I, I and I personally would like to join you in Southern France rather than you coming into, at the moment, really sunny Bristol. But you well, should uh, see Bristol. What I'm looking forward to doing, maybe we can do it, is I want to play at Padium. Because Padium is this new center, which is just opening in Canary uh, Wharf. And uh, my own sponsors and partners, Paddle Tech, they did the courts and the canopy and uh, and everything. So I am really looking forward to seeing that. It's it's supposed to be the the next most magnificent paddle center uh, in the UK, uh, Padium. Um, unusually, it's right in the center of town, uh, whereas most of the paddle centers we know are out of town because they're warehouses or or the like. Um, but this one's been under construction for for quite a long time, and I, I think it's opening. Um, I think it's opening in July. Yeah, um, I um, I have an excuse. I oh yeah, I mean let's go. Uh, I spoke to to Sarah and uh, um, and I almost uh, spoke to Human, uh, who's uh, Human is 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 the um, he's the investor, he's the owner of of Padium, and and Sarah is is uh, is uh, doing a, a lot of hard work in terms of uh, of of getting the the whole place um, up and running. Uh, I know that Slazinger and Babolat will be the two main sponsors in terms of uh, of what what's happening, and I and 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 you mentioned Pedal Tech as well, so so they are doing a brilliant job and i'm pretty sure that it's gonna be uh look one of my favorite parts in london is canary wharf i always liked it i i always uh uh loved that that's a, a new center it's a new district and um and the houses are lovely and you know it's it's like it's like modern london you've got the old london which is also lovely and and i used to sure. work there and you've got the new london which is canary wharf so i think it's a really good bat um, it's gonna be a, a high-end uh, paddle experience, and that's what they are promising as well. So I'm I'm really hoping so that I, I that I might get an invite for their opening. Fingers crossed. Nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but if you're there anyway, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna travel down to to London. It's like an hour and a half on train from me. Yeah, so. that would that would be great. We could uh, yeah we could we could play. It, it would be nice. Uh, would yeah. Be nice. Yeah. No. No. Look, I've yeah. seen I've seen some of the mock-ups of it and. 
it's fantastic. And having having spoken to some of the people in Paddletech about it, it's yeah, they they're doing such a such a big job, such a great job there. So it's a, it's a so you will be spectacular center. You will be definitely the second best player I ever played against because I I had uh, and uh, why why I say second best is that I uh, I was uh, touring around uh, with the fact that uh, I I had a I had a set with Bebe Auguste uh, who was on my podcast. Um, so okay. sorry, I have to say that an ex world number one is still a little bit better. Not a lot, not a lot, Barry, but a little bit better than I, you. I would say if I'm going to be the second best paddle player you've ever played against. You need to get out more. <laughs> you really do. <laughs> okay, look, Barry. I don't want to uh, talk a better game than I play. It's a Saturday morning, so uh, I really appreciate you you uh, telling us about the Six Nations. Who won the Six Nations, by the way? The Six Nations was won by the home nation, Switzerland. Oh yes, yeah. You you might have mentioned that. I might have might have seen no, it. They, was, they, did, what, they won one one point ahead of um, Estonia. Okay, Estonia so and, and I also wanted to ask about Estonia. How did Estonia come up in in this conversation? They're they're like the wild card, aren't they? Well, yeah. What what happened was um, we were going to Finland last year, uh, and very last minute uh, in terms of organization, uh, Scotland, who had been uh, in the in the tournament, uh, withdrew because they had some uh, administrative problems and people didn't get flights booked and they basically couldn't get a team together, which they admitted was their own fault, but it was not good for us. So I spoke to Kim Grenner, um, who was my man on the ground for, for the Finnish uh, event. And I said, well, what do you think? Will we go with five? Or do you think maybe you could get talk to your neighbors in Estonia? And he said, yeah, sure, uh, you know, give me a moment. So uh, he came back to me the next day and said, yeah, they'll they'll come. Uh, he said they were here last week for a tournament. And he said, I'm pretty sure they'll come. Uh, so Estonia came in at the last minute and they were invited back this year because I thought, well, you know, we're, we're not going to say to them, well, you came once you filled a gap, bye bye. Uh, so they were back in and they their team was greatly improved and they came second just by one point behind uh, Switzerland and one point ahead of England. No, oh, that's that's really so great. That's, that's how close it was. And how did Ireland do then? Ireland came sixth out of six, I'm afraid. Yeah, you can edit that one as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my ambition for this year's Six Nations was, was not to finish last um but for the first time we were going sorry for the first time we lost uh to scotland and we were going into the last round of matches uh, on level terms with scotland so we felt i would say overly confident but close enough um that we would we would do it but this time uh we lost uh, they've got some new players some Young young guys who are when I say young guys, of course, when you're talking seniors, young guy is 45 because that's the lowest level. Who came in number one, and our number one pair lost in the Champions tiebreak, and then um, I, our number two pair lost also quite a close match, and then myself and and Kevin O'Brien at number three we we won, but it it wasn't enough. It meant that Scotland finished one point ahead of us. Uh, Disappointing because we'd had such a good run in the recent Four Nations Super Seniors, uh, where we finished 
uh, on level points with England, although England were won it because they had won the match between Ireland and England, which was 2-1. So they were declared uh, the winners, and that was correct. So we, we were a little bit uh, more excited and confident going into the Six Nations that we might do a bit better. But obviously, we lost uh, one of our top players uh, a couple of days before, and we had two, what we would say were automatic choices, uh, were unable to travel because of uh, family and business commitments. So no excuses, but that's just the way it was. So bring it on for the next time. And the other thing is that we we spoke about it, but but in this time, more than ever, I think participation was a lot more important than the result. I know that we are in a really competitive uh, uh, yeah. world, but but I think, you know, as, as successful as, as it was, as the atmosphere is as good as it was, I think participation was a lot more vital than than to do any any. Sure, like, sure. You know, if if you win it, then you know it's 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 bragging rights. But but at the end Absolutely. of the day, it's. But 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 by a, in a couple of days, you know, people really forget forget about that. Except those those who win. Um, as Billie Jean King once said a long long time ago, victory is fleeting, but losing is forever. It never leaves you. Tell me about um, and, it, and and that's what drives us on. That's that's what drives us on. So, um, I'm I'm back now. I'm back home. I took a few days. Uh, I wandered home by train, stopped off in Lake Como for a couple of days, and uh, tried to forget about it. But uh, about paddle, um, that lasted all of five minutes, and uh, we're back. So I'm planning some uh, some coaching sessions with my favorite coach, Christina Clément, Madame Knox. Um, because I've got a busy schedule coming up soon. Uh, I'm going to a seniors event in Amsterdam in July. And funnily enough, I'm playing with who was the English captain in uh, in Baden, playing with Bjorn Schroeder. Um, and again, that shows how, how good the camaraderie is. You know, we're playing against against each other today and we're playing on this, we're playing as partners the next. Um, and then the International Seniors Paddle Tour, which is run by uh, Roque uh, Roazio from Argentina, uh, that moves to Europe in, in uh, September. So I'll be playing events there, probably Zurich, Sardinia, Menorca, and then possibly in October, Dubai. So it's a busy time. Uh, I'll be tired. My credit card will be exhausted. Um, but it's paddle and you couldn't do anything better than spend your money on travel for paddle. Oh yeah. And just, um, yeah, I mean, anywhere really, I, I can, I can a hundred percent relay. Barry, I, I appreciate you hopping on, on, um, on the pod and, and short notice, first of all, but, but the other thing is that, you know, it's always a pleasure to talk to you and, uh, and, uh, you'll be back. I can, I can promise that if you're up for it. Not Have a problem. great day, Barry, and okay. um, yeah, I'll um, I'll just um, let you know as soon as as this one is finished. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Thank you very much, Dennis. It's been a real pleasure.